Hey Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 325. We're recording this on Saturday, November 4th, 2023. Yes, it is already November. This year has flown by, at least for me. Uh, I'm Tim, one of your hosts. Joining me today, the other hosts. We're all here. John and Shiva. Yay. Hi, guys. Hello. That's we, got gonna... a good, we got a good streak going on. Yeah. We do. Oh, no. We do. I wasn't there last week. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I but forgot we, about we've, that. I was like, we've got the right? band back together for at least a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Uh, let's see. A lot of actually a lot of stuff um, for this episode. For news, we had some unexpected stuff because we had the uh, uh, Echo trailer drop yesterday. I don't know that anyone anticipated this. I certainly did not. Um, we have a whole thing from Variety that has to be talked about. Um, some kind of crazy stuff. Um, and then at the end of the episode, like we've been doing for the last several weeks, uh, we will, you know, put our, our little spoiler announcement out there and then we will, uh, catch, we will talk about episode five of season two of Loki. Um, if you remember the end of episode four, um, basically Tim, nobody, Tim, nobody remembers it. That's true. Because just, all of time and reality got wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was that. Noodles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I could go for a meatball right now. That'd be good. Some garlic bread. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I really want a hoagie. I've wanted a hoagie for days. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, as a reminder, Guardians of the MCU is part of the Random Cheddar Network. So please do check us out at randomcheddar.com for information on all of our shows, membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Hatch Discord server, and show merchandise from T Public. Uh, also, please leave us a review. We like reviews, reviews are very tasty. Um, so wherever it is that you get your podcast, we greatly appreciate reviews. Listen, I know that there are listeners right now who always are like, Oh God, I, I forgot again to do a review. It, it, Hey, it's okay. We will still be here. Pause this right now. If it's safe to do so, not like if you're driving or something, cause that's, you know, we don't want you to be writing a review while you're driving, but if you're someplace else where you're able to do so pause this right now, if you could, please, we appreciate it. Go over write a review so uh, you know three or four good meaningful sentences about how much you love and enjoy us and appreciate us also please be sure to mention john's wife and kids and then you can yeah. come back to the Very episode important. we will we will still be here we're not going anywhere it's 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 good it's good so ready go and welcome back <coughs> it's like it's like the magic of podcasting yep. right all right you can predict the future there, there is truly so much to get to, um, and we don't want to have a crazy long episode. So with that, let us get on to our news. Uh, first up, quick item. Disney announced on Wednesday that they will be acquiring their remaining stake in Hulu from Comcast. Uh, this is estimated to be an $8.6 billion with a B purchase. Wow. Oh. And they can't pay their actors. <laughs> Remember a number of years ago when it was like this completely outrageous thing that Disney yeah. bought uh, Lucasfilm for $4.1 yeah. billion. Everyone was, it was like yeah. mind blowing to people that, Oh my God, that's so much money. That's insane. Yeah. And now this is like, Oh, 8.6 billion. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. we'll do this like in a couple of weeks or something. And they uh, found that in the couch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah truly. Uh -huh. There was like spare, spare change. They found in the couch. Um, I, I mean, Comcast has been the remaining partner um, of Hulu since 2019. This was a joint venture between several different uh, studios. Um, and uh, But since 2019, they basically have given Disney full run of the service. Uh, so the interesting thing is that with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about here very shortly regarding Echo, um, there was the, the expectation that um, Hulu was going to be gone and would basically be merged into Disney Plus by the end of this calendar year, but that is apparently not going to be so. Mm. 
Um, so we'll, we'll get on to that. So the Echo trailer was released. Two of the three of us saw it. I'm not going to say who Ooh, didn't I, see it's it. Okay, I just I just watched it while you were doing the beginning part. Oh, all right. Good job, Listen, Shiva. I get things done when I need to get things done. Don't worry. Fantastic. Okay. More fantastic. Yeah. Um, so w- what did you guys think of, of, of about the trailer? I thought it was really cool. It was really dark. Um, I hope it's not one of those like, it's dark, but then it's not really. Because that's happened before with certain things. Um, uh-huh. And I really love that they leaned into her um what's it called her indigenous background there was a lot of there was a lot of clips at least from her from her background so i thought that yeah, was really a lot cool. of imagery was, yeah yeah I, i'm with sheba i because we haven't seen anything really dark and we've talked about it from you know daredevil and punisher and everything mm-hmm. else and what would you know disney do and when it started i was like oh this this is dark yeah yeah um, and and also i like it because i mean i <laughs> that's I, I, I wow that that sounds awkward i'm like i, I know bring that up in therapy i like dark <laughs> things um anyway we're gonna we're gonna just scoot past that folks um uh but the yeah, no, and and Shiva, I'm, I'm with you. I love that it appears that they're exploring her culture and her heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Onofrio looks phenomenal as Kingpin, yeah. as always. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, the only thing I didn't like about all of that is that they're going to dump all the episodes at once. Yeah. Which which immediately had me thinking, oh my gosh, how are we going to review these? <laughs> uh, right. Like, you uh, know, I, I had that too, and I also I don't have time to to watch all yeah. of the episodes at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah like we're 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 going to have to figure that out. I mean, maybe we even do like you know maybe we can do two episodes at a time or something. So we watch yeah, two, then we'll we review them, and if we do it that way, <laughs> then also. Like we're reviewing them in the moment without knowing what's going to happen next, which yeah. which is I I think a much more pure way of of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah. we also want to be timely about it too. We don't want to wait like three weeks before we review it. So right. Um, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure that. We we've got a couple months yet. Um, so yeah, so the the Echo series. Um, now, first of all, this is uh, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, John, all the episodes are going to be available. Um, on January 10th, when this drops, they're going to be available on both Hulu and Disney Plus. Um, the episodes are going to remain on Hulu until April 9th, um, and then will only be available on Disney Plus. Um, I don't know how much longer Hulu will last. Uh, based on the trailer, um, so th- this is the first uh, TVMA rated series from Marvel Studios. Um, and based on the trailer, we can see why. <laughs> um, it is yeah. like pretty bloody and violence and 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 very there's some real serious stuff going on in here um yep it's intended to, to serve as a bridge between the hawkeye series where she first appeared um and uh daredevil born again we do super super briefly see daredevil in the trailer in his red suit if you blink you miss it i i blinked and missed it yeah, yeah. I, I heard that he was there but i again i blinked and missed it also yeah it is it's very, just... very momentary. And I I appreciate in this, and, and the director confirmed that Maya Lopez, Echo, is in fact a villain. That, and yeah. we we see that in this trailer. And I was surprised we we got even a full-length trailer. Like, I would expect a, you know, 25-second teaser. But we got, like, mm-hmm. a really substantial trailer. Um, The... The, the trailer obviously sets her up as being a sympathetic character, but she is also very clearly a villain. I mean, she is just out there killing people, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and not in a altruistic punisher kind of killing people way. It, it's, it's, you know, Hey, I'm part of this, you know, mob type of thing and I'm just going to kill people because my boss said so um, <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Now, she's apparently not going to have her comic book powers, but that doesn't preclude that they're not going to give her something else. Um, which and we kind of already saw from Hawkeye that she I, I don't know that she's necessarily, you know, super powered, but she has some amplified senses and obviously enhanced fighting ability and that kind of stuff. So Yeah. I mean, so I looked that up. The only power she has in the comic is the photographic reflexes like Taskmaster. Mm, okay. So that's the only quote unquote superpower she's listed with. So we definitely don't see that where she can see someone fight one time and mimic them. But I mean, her general abilities are, I mean, she's a master martial artist, acrobat, marksman, mm-hmm. got weapons proficiency. Th- those are all not superpowers. Those are all just human powers of lots of training. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, we definitely have seen all of those things, whether, she has some level of ability like, you know, Daredevil does with the, like, the sonic hearing, for lack of, you know, a better dad's going to be curious to see, but they don't list that for her as a quote-unquote superpower right. in uh, in the Marvel comics. Uh, she's also not going to have the Phoenix Force. Apparently, she <laughs> temporarily had the Phoenix Force, um, but I definitely don't think we'll see that. Because that yeah. would be kind of awkward. Yeah. 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 Probably not. Uh, excuse me. This is also the first uh, production of Marvel Studios to be having the Marvel Spotlight designation. So this came out yesterday, um, again, along with this with this trailer. So this kind of reflects on uh, Spotlight bannered Marvel Comics. And so what, what they did, um, and, and so I've, I've got a quote here. So Marvel Spotlight gives us a platform to bring more grounded, character-driven stories to the screen. Um, this is from Marvel Studios head of streaming, Brad Winterbaum. Um, allowing people to identify the most important stories in the MCU over those that add to the larger MCU continuity. Um, he continues on saying, our audience doesn't need to have seen other Marvel series to understand what's going on in Maya's story. So if people haven't seen Hawkeye, basically they're saying, hey, this is a self-contained story. And the Marvel Spotlight designation is is bringing people to that. And I think that's that's a cool way, although they kind of yeah. have to continue to reinforce that because the casual viewer isn't going to know what Marvel Spotlight means. No. Um, <laughs> it's It's their way of saying, hey, look, you don't need to have watched the last 20 years of Marvel productions <laughs> to understand this like you can just watch this and it's fully self-contained and yes even though she appeared in hawkeye that appearance is going to be largely irrelevant to the story because it seems they're kind of they're starting off with her as being a kid and all that and her right. her, her origin with kingpin um yeah. which also again you know you don't need to have seen hawkeye or even the daredevil series to get kingpin so you know, I, I, I like what they're doing there. I like that concept because now, just like comic books, the MCU is getting so large that I think right. it's very intimidating for people who want to make entry into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's a cool concept. Yeah. yeah. And definitely it helps people who are maybe just like, I don't have time to rewatch everything before this thing comes out, but I'm interested in this thing so I can just you know, take a look at it and watch just this one proper, just this one thing as opposed to everything. So that's kind of yeah. nice. Though I will say with the holiday season approaching, go rewatch Hawkeye. Cause my gosh, that's just an incredible series. And it's like, so, it, it, like holiday spirit throughout the whole thing. I love it. Love that series. Or watch a real Christmas movie or show. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which, is, which is which is which no 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 what are you talking about no no tim we've got news to keep going oh. <laughs> um as we mentioned a few weeks ago uh marvel studio it was anticipated the marvel studios once the writer strike ended they would be taking um submissions from writers for the uh an upcoming x-men film and uh, they are in fact doing that now so that's that mm-hmm. all right so the variety thing. I don't know how much you guys were keeping. It was like sheer insanity. 
this whole thing. So a little bit of background on this. Now, first of all, listeners know that Variety is regarded as a highly trusted source. Uh, they usually get information officially directly from Marvel Studios, from Lucasfilm, from a lot of other production studios, and they put that stuff out there. Um, this is so that that's what makes this whole thing and how it was released very interesting. So a few days ago, there were uh, sources close to Variety that started leaking information out ahead of Variety actually publishing a story. Variety finally published the story yesterday and all the stuff that the leakers were saying was in fact in the Variety article. So this is an interesting thing. And it kind of jumps all over the place. I, I'm I'm going to break this down in, into bits and pieces so we all have a little bit of opportunity to take this in and and provide our, our thoughts on this. Um, so the, the article uh, that's now published says that in September, Feige convened a group of, of the Marvel top people uh, from Marvel Studios for their annual retreat. Um, at the retreat, they uh, there's obviously a lot of things for them to discuss, including uh, the box office disappointments, the streaming disappointments, um, the Jonathan Majors arrests, and you know a variety of other things. So there there was a lot for them to kind of cover here, and this seemed to be like you know, given the track record of Marvel this was probably the most, this was probably the biggest downer they've ever had in terms of <laughs> conversations. Um, a little rough. So um, again, there's just like, like there's so much here. So first of all, uh, one of the things that, again, discussions, none of this, I don't think can be taken as like, hey, this is something that's going to happen. Um, or at least a lot of this can't. There's apparently a discussion on bringing back the original Avengers, so including Tony Stark and Natasha Romanov, to do another film. Um, with apparently the idea of, well, hey, those original Avengers movies were like so freaking popular and did so well, and we had these great characters. We could resurrect them. We could do a story that happened in between the movies that we never talked about. Um, you know, comic book stuff. I, I, mm -hmm. what, 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 what do you guys think about that idea? I, I like the original Avengers. I don't mind if they came back in some capacity to be part of what is happening now, because it might, because my goal was wanting to see Shuri and um, Tony Stark interact and him just being completely like, what is all this extra technology? And then, you know, going, having nerd moments with Shuri. So that would be really cool to see. Do I want to just focus on solely on the old characters? No, because then that means what? how much time will they give to the new ones? And I'd rather they spend a little bit more time with the new ones so we can love and appreciate them as much as the older characters. And then you can include them in, in everything together. But I would, I don't know, it just, it almost seems... It's hard not to take those things personally after you know knowing that the Marvels is going to be so short and people just disliked Miss Marvel and other things like that. It just you're not trying to take it personally, but you're like, well, why don't people love you know the other diverse characters as much as the original? So I don't know. It just makes me feel a little like they're kind. If that's going to happen, it's almost just that, like they would be like, well, we're giving up because. They're, they're not doing as good so we'll go back to what we do know and it just um stings a little that's all sure john so i i think i brought this up either last week or a couple of weeks ago um and and Sheba, i hear what you're saying but it's also why captain america iron man and thor primarily kind of those big three have mm -hmm. led the Avengers in the comics mm -hmm. 
50 years, 40 years, maybe longer. Um, they are the characters that the public at large knows and cares about. Every so often they kill Steve, they've killed Tony, they I think they've even killed Thor in the comics. Mm-hmm. Put Everyone else has in. been killed off in the comics. Yeah, put mm-hmm. someone else in, and inevitably they come back. Why? Probably readership down comic sales, everything else. This is a business, um, and it's a for-profit business. So I, I can see that. To me, I would hope that this is a win-win because for every billion dollar, whatever it grosses Avengers movie with the big three, it gives them the capital and the money to put out other movies with lesser known characters that may not have the box office draw um, for them because they've got the money to spend on it. Um, If they don't have big box office movies and the big draws, they don't have the capital, both in terms of money and leeway with networks and Disney to fund and produce other things. Right. Which is which I appreciate. But I'm just I know with comics, they you know, they release a whole bunch of different characters and everybody has their Mm -hmm. own thing. But I, it just worries me that they're like, oh, look, this is doing better. And then they'll focus more on what we did have. They, and, and then, it, or and they may we'll get, because it's, yeah, or it, we'll get more TV shows for the other characters. And it's like, but I would like to see uh, other characters on screen. Like, that's great that we get an Echo show, but will at some point she be on screen? That kind of thing. Oh, I, and I, I, I don't disagree, but mm-hmm. what's going to, like in any business, is going to drive that is viewership and box office. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting folks to watch and go see those movies and prove Marvel that they're going to be a success is the way to get more of them. Um, yeah. and, and I get that it's harder and they don't they don't necessarily draw as much. Um but again, Marvel has to and Disney have to look at where their return is going to be. Now the next Tim, you're quiet. Pardon? Oh, I'm I'm just okay. I'm I'm soaking it in and 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 okay. figuring out where to go next. <laughs> okay. Uh the the next item that came out of this article is that they apparently discussed, which makes me super happy. Um, inserting Dr. Doom in place of Kang. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, the reason for this, um, (laughs) well, we'll we'll go into the quote because the quote is mildly entertaining. Um, This is apparently an anonymous source uh, that spoke with Variety saying that, quote, Marvel is truly effed. (laughs) They say the whole word, though. Uh, With the whole Kang angle. And they hadn't had a chance to rewrite until very recently due to the WGA strike, but I don't see a path to move forward with him. Now, a little more context to this is that there's apparently, apparently, according to Variety, so we are reporting what someone else is reporting, just to be very clear about that, (laughs) um, that there apparently has been a pattern of behavior of Jonathan Majors. Um, There have been some other allegations um, I believe including his ex-girlfriend and maybe others, um, and in other places, I guess there was an, a, an incident in London, in or near London that occurred, um, a couple of years ago and, and some other stuff. So the, the supposition that, that he is the victim in this is starting to, that light's getting dimmer. Um, so yeah, uh. You know, which is obviously super, uh, uh, super disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. But also, again, we 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 don't know anything. I mean, this this still has to, you know, go through the 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 legal process and such. Um, but all that notwithstanding, Marvel Studios is still caught in this conundrum of, you know, do we continue using this guy? Um, yes, innocent until proven guilty, but he's also socially fairly damaged. Um, and you know, 
how, how do they want to move forward with this? And obviously they have committed quite a bit to Kang. Um, and there's even been some rumors milling about that. I, I mean, it's, it seems fairly straightforward with a lot of things that, that stuff that's happening in season two of Loki, along with other things that we've seen is going to be further setting up the Kang dynasty. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've known that since, since the first season of, of Loki. Um, I, I mean, there's even a rumor out there saying that there will be a variant of Kang who looks like Loki, which I think is maybe a little bit of a stretch. But we also know that variants can look different from each other. So, but didn't didn't you know. wasn't there a kid Loki or something that was yeah. one of the one of the Lokis that were actually a Kang variant? Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So that would that would work with that. And I mean, the other side of this is that Dr. Doom is actually a relative of Kang in the comics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they were to make that swap out and you call it the Kang dynasty, well, it can still work. Although I think that also kind of really downplays Dr. Doom. Doom. Like, I, yeah. I would think you would they want could... to highlight Dr. Doom. Right. But they could change the title to it. I mean, we saw that with oh, yeah. Captain America. I mean, I think if they pivoted at this point and, you know, inserted Doom's name in and made the shift, some casual fans mm-hmm. would be like, wait, why'd they change the name? Some fans would be outraged that they left Jonathan Majors in the lurch. Mm-hmm. Um, and some fans would be like, cool, we see why you had to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're still excited for it. So, I mean, th- there's no ultimate win for them. They have to make an adjustment. If they, yeah. if they don't have to. If they choose to make an adjustment, uh, some fans will like it. Some fans will be confused and some fans will hate it. And which I'm sure is there's different permutations, which is true for anything. Yeah. Right. I mean... They, they have set up too much of a story, like really, really mm-hmm. significantly, both between Loki and Quantumania, <clears throat> to just like let the whole Kang story die and just walk away yeah. from it. They they have set up far too much and invested too much in that. So, right. I, you know, I mean, I don't see why they can't continue doing it. It 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 yeah. doesn't rest on Jonathan Majors. They can recast the role. That's fine. Well, that's the thing. And I, if they, if they ever decide, I mean, because it's multiverse, if they recast and they're like, oh, look, it's a different variant, they could do that. And then at least leave it aside for a little bit. And then if, if they find out, you know, everything is fine and there's nothing wrong with them, they could always just be like, oh, look, the variant is back. Like they can make that work. It's not like, you know, they could just do it temporarily, see how things mm-hmm. go. If they're like, oh yeah, no, it's bad. We need to like disassociate then Yeah, they can do that you know with a new a new actor um if they decide oh or if they find out that oh no it's okay they can just bring him back as another variant it it's possible and i don't think people would be like oh no what's going on you just have to write it well yeah yeah i mean yeah. people in this day and age yeah get it i mean and it's again we've used this example before james bond batman superman mm-hmm. people spider-man people yeah. get Actors change and the character continues. Yeah, exactly. Rody. Well, that was a scroll thing, Tim. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, mean, the the scrolls really screwed that one up. Yeah, they didn't really get it right. True. I I mean, you know, and and so many times they they change the actors with no explanation because it's too awkward to try to explain something. You just you you want that continuity of the character. And so it's just, hey, we we, you know, they the business side of it, as you said, John, it's a, it's a business. Yeah. So they change yeah. the actor and, and they, in universe, you really change. can't comment yeah. on it. Even in, in but Thor, with this, uh, there's actually an opportunity for them to right. provide an in-universe explanation because variants can look different. So, right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, the Marvels. You guys brought up the Marvels. 
Um, so there's uh, apparently something else that, that came out of, of, uh, this variety article is that, uh, there were some troubles with the Marvel's production. Uh, so Nia DaCosta, uh, the director, um, apparently they did four weeks of reshoots. Now reshoots are a very, very normal thing. They happen in virtually every single production. Um, four weeks seems to be a lot. Um, of, of, of reshoots for this. And uh, apparently what, what, uh, whoever's giving this information to variety said that, uh, the, the four weeks of reshoots was to bring coherence to a tangled storyline. Um, there were also some concerns apparently, uh, that were raised when, uh, DaCosta began working on another film while the Marvels was still in post-production. Um, mm -hmm. and not just like driving down to another studio lot, like she moved to London to start working on that other film. Um, mm. And directors are still needed in post-production. It's not just, you know, some editor sitting around a room, you know, recreating a story. Like the, the director has the vision. Um, and not that things can't be done remotely, but it just seems that, uh, you know, when, when you invest that much money in a film and when Marvel Studios is your boss, that just seems a weird thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. I'm there's something sketchy about that. Yeah. It just, it kind of hurts because I really want this movie to do really well. And oh, yeah. Just, I just, I, it, yeah. It just it feels like it's. Hmm? I was going to say, it wasn't part of the research due to a screening they did too. Did I read that somewhere? Uh, I, I believe some of it was, yeah. um, they, they, the screening they did for the Marvels was, was also very strange. Usually the screenings that they do are, um, just amongst like Disney staff, um, yeah. and maybe sometimes their families. This actually was a, a select audience public screening that they did. And it had some very mixed reviews from that. So I believe they did some reshoots after that to fix a few scenes. Mm. So... <sighs> Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's. I I'm looking forward to it. I this I am the, too. the most <laughs> recent trailer that dropped for it, 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 it. Eric and I were talking about it a few days ago. This should have been the first trailer that they dropped. It adds the most amount of context to the story, other than just this kind of like weird switcheroo thing. Um, like it 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 gives a reason for it, and I think that's more compelling and pulls people in. So I wish that they really that they had dropped that one first. Um, yeah, I'm I'm avoiding most trailers again. For, I've I've seen the one, but I'm like, but if it's so short and they're releasing more trailers, what's going to be left for the actual movie? Right. So I'm just avoiding them as much as I can now. Like unless sure. it's like it shows up on my screen, like if I'm at a movie and it shows up, then I have more choice. I can't run away. <laughs> right. Right. But the other ones, I'm like, I'm just trying to avoid it, just because. I don't want to be like, wow, this is great, but you showed all of the important bits in the trailer and it's already so short. I'm, sure. a, little, I'm a little personally hurt by it. <laughs> so I'm just I'm trying to be positive about it, but it just, I'm a little sad also. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful for, for a really good movie. I mean, I, I, I everything yeah. that I've seen in the trailers looks really good. So I'm, I'm, yeah, strongly anticipating this. It's going to be. I mean, this coming week is going to be fantastic for Marvel. We've we've got the Marvels releasing, um, mm -hmm. it, as as well as the finale for Loki, and and those are happening on the same day, um, which is like truly like I will be going to see the Marvels and coming home and watching Loki, like mm -hmm. that's you know th Thursday. That's that's what Thursday night's going to be for me. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. We mentioned a little bit of on Quantumania. Um, another thing here in this article related to Quantumania. Uh, so apparently, this group with Feige uh, discussed uh, some of the the subpar CG, um, mm. the 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 special effects that that were in Quantumania, um, and 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 that were in some of some other things as well, including some of the series and such. But Quantumania probably got spanked the hardest. Um, for it. And interestingly enough, like some of the series, um, I didn't realize this. I guess WandaVision and mm, there was something else. 
they had some effects that were actually changed after the shows were released. Really? So, yeah. So if we go back and watch them again now, um, what we're seeing now is actually different from the first time that we saw it. I, I guess, uh-huh. and I'm sure it's probably, you know, it doesn't change the story, but they touched up certain special effects and that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's been a, a lot of talk uh, lately about the the working conditions for the Marvel special effects folks, uh, which mm-hmm. led them ultimately to uh, unanimously vote to unionize back in September. Um, mm-hmm. And that started a trend across the entire industry. We've seen other special effects houses doing the same thing. Um, and apparently, like, basically just how special effects stuff was managed with like ridiculously short deadlines, which meant very, very long hours, like 14 hour days for a lot of the people doing the special effects work. Um, This adds a little bit more context to the dismissal of the apparent dismissal of Victoria Alonso, who one of the things that she oversaw as a VP uh, was uh, the, the visual effects animation post-production that kind of stuff um and there were several several productions that that you know had special effects issues um and yeah quantumania being one of the big ones that like i mean there was a lot of special effects in quantumania like the whole Mm -hmm. movie and there were some things that like i could have like with some really good lighting and a background and a couple of action figures could have yeah. done like at least equally as well. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, kind of crazy there. Um, now the other side of this is also production costs. Um, and a lot of this, uh, uh, being associated with, with visual effects, production costs, um, of a lot of streaming episodes have been high and we've talked about this before. Um, mm-hmm. but apparently none higher than She-Hulk. Um, each episode of She-Hulk uh, cost upwards of $25 million. Jesus. Each episode. Wow. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind that did not actually show her changing. They didn't show Jennifer Walters changing into She-Hulk until toward the end of the series. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we were watching that change in front of us, you know, twice every episode, which, you know, that would obviously cost a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Game of Thrones was was like famous for years for having the most expensive episodes out there of any production of any streaming service. Um, this is far more than even the final season of, of Game of Thrones. Like crazy. Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't remember us complaining, or at least me complaining, about the CGI that much in She-Hulk. I mean, the more they rely on that, the more expensive Mm -hmm. the episodes are going to be. Right, exactly. Um, You look at Loki, which seems to be a lot of practical effects and practical sets with some CGI and they're obviously, you know, the past couple episodes um, that, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find that balance, especially with, you know, some of the characters they have, obviously CGI is going to be more important in She-Hulk than probably Echo. Yeah. And so they should, like, I mean, they should spend money to have good practical effects but also to pay those people that are are doing the practical practical effects because if you're tired and exhausted and overworked you're not going to put out your best work so yeah you know it makes sense that it would be that expensive well and it's it's also you know in seeing those expenses um we can see why there were such financial issues with disney and, mm-hmm. you know, that they're really having to kind of do a, a reset in some cases and kind of take a hard look at what they have going on in terms of, of expenses mm-hmm. for these things. I mean, I truly appreciate the production value 
of the stuff on Disney Plus on both Star Wars side and the Marvel side, um, and, and even the the straight up Disney productions. They're they're all absolutely fantastic. I mean, we're we're looking at cinema quality stuff that we're getting in bite sized pieces and you know serialized mm-hmm. storytelling, and 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 I love that. I think that's fantastic. But I I also you know I want that to continue. I don't want them to in another two years from now say you know what it's just too damn expensive we can't do it anymore and just stop right no i yeah i'd rather they scale back and still tell us good character driven stories yeah, and man. and 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 keep doing it you know i want more and i'm okay with scaling the effects back just don't make them bad effects i mean that those yeah. two things are very different things you can scale back on the effects and still have good effects um right I, I mean, I mean, they did it. They they made movies for years with very little, like a, a yeah. low budget for effects, and yeah. they managed to, you know, whether it was in camera stuff or, um, what's it called? Uh, what's that word called? Like just uh, illusions and things like that. And Practical effects. Really and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I so mean, you, up, you look what Battlestar Galactica did on, yeah. like, I won't say shoestring budget, but it wasn't a huge effects budget. They had multiple yeah. seasons of that show, and there was really nothing in there effects wise that like pulled you out. They're like, "Oh my god, that was that was a terrible effect." No, like really freaking right. good. I think yeah. the difference with that though is, and and where they need to make up for some of that is Battlestar Galactica didn't have HD or 4K. You oh. can't hide. Mm. You can't hide. That's true. And, and Tim, I almost cussed. I stopped just for you. You can't hide <laughs> stuff in 4K. Right. Um, right. And and that's where, again, the technology getting so I mean so far advanced, even in what we're viewing at home, that yeah, though even even you know the practical effects um, and the CGI, good and bad, show up so much more in our living rooms. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. All right. I mean, I we hit we this. were watching we were watching something from five years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe longer than that. And we're like, oh, oh my God. Like this is <laughs> I can't believe this is what we're watching. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's it, it the you're you're right. I mean the the disparity in technology of what we have as viewers now is is huge compared to even just a few years ago. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so I just want to hit uh, real quick this last item out of the article before we get to our review of Loki uh, two hundred five. So also, Marvel Studios has reportedly hired uh, the writer from Logan, the movie of, about uh, Wolverine, old man Logan, uh, Michael Green, to write a new script for Blade. This is apparently the film's. Not second, not third, not fourth. The film's fifth writer. Oof. Fifth writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, who's who's playing Blade, who's been cast to play Blade, mm-hmm. um, apparently was ready to just walk out in frustration, say, you know what? You guys can't even give me a good script. I'm I'm out. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Um I, like, I don't blame him. Yeah. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. Um Apparently, some some one of the previous scripts uh, relegated Blade to actually a minor character in his own film. Oh my god! Like, just I I don't wow. understand. <laughs> if, Do people if, not under? Yeah. Yeah. If if we're writing a movie called Sheba, it hit damn well better be about Sheba. Right. Like, sure, let's put John and Tim in it, but they're not the main <laughs> characters. Sheba is the freaking main character. Like, uh, duh. I I don't I don't understand. John, yeah, you'll like, get your own you... movie. They'll be fine. Don't worry. But how did they mess that up? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so there is apparently some speculation milling about that the studio um, is actually looking to make the film for less than a hundred million dollars. That's less than four episodes of She-Hulk. That's oh, how we're going to gauge everything now is by episodes of She-Hulk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're anticipating a twenty twenty five release date. So, um, you know, that's that's not official, but it's also fairly reasonable given. Um, I mean, we right now it is already slated for uh, very romantically. John, you and I should go out on a date for this February 14th, 2025. 
And and I did go. I did go see Deadpool when it first came out on Valentine's Day. That, as did with I. My partner. Oh no! See, I I I went with my wife. <laughs> but uh, I, I I think I think for Blade, you and I should go. I mean, I I have an agreement with your wife that uh, you know I I get special time with you. And yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll, well, I, I'll, I'll be seeing your wife next week. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah. it. <laughs> Even though that's in 2025, it's over a year away. We may have to pave that road a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's also, I don't you. think it's, I don't think that date's going to stick. Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. All right. changing anyways. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that, that is it for the news. Um, gosh, like so much to ponder with. I, we could have, I mean, we're, for, we're 45 minutes in. We could have probably talked about that stuff like a lot longer. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, apologies for just like jumping through it, but there was just so much. Uh, so yeah, so we do want to get to the Loki uh, 205 review. Um, here's a big spoiler alert uh, that's being put ahead of that. So if you have not seen the episode um, and don't want to be spoiled, then then go away. Um, come back, come back next week. Um, like don't go away permanently. We, we, we like you. We really appreciate you. Um, even more so if you leave us a review, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but, uh, yeah. See you next week. However, if you do want to hear the Loki review, thanks for hanging around. Here it is. John. Yes. What are your thoughts on this episode of Loki? I didn't like it. I was kind of bored Explain. during it. Okay. Um, Why? I, to me, it felt for the second to last episode felt very filler. Mm. Um, I get what they were trying to do with almost a what if on most of the characters and if they weren't part of the TVA and maybe what was their life uh, before that loki seemingly discovering uh his powers over time slippage yeah i got like i got all of it but i was like eh, i don't really care like that's cool mobius got to run a shop where he sells jet skis <laughs> and he <laughs> probably got to ride his jet skis and that makes me a little bit happy for him but overall i was like I, to me, didn't move the storyline forward. Minus, again, uh, Loki can now seemingly jump through time whenever he wants. Shiva, yeah. What are your I thoughts? Mean, I couldn't remember how many episodes we had, and I couldn't remember how, what episode we were on. And I was like, oh, and it ended. I'm like, that was it. Oh. Wait, how many more do we have? Do we have like three? Do we have one more? What's going on here? Because it feels like they're doing what they always do is that it's just they're taking too long to like they're, they're spending a lot of time. I mean, maybe we got to the last episode and everything will work out perfectly. And I mean, it'll all make sense and everything's going to be great. It just I'm like, hopefully they're not falling into that trap where everything's like just rushed to get to the end. Um, they're. I, I was just happy we got to see more of Obi um, and how I just, everything with him in it was just lovely with, from the beginning where he's trying to like sell it, put his books on the bookshelves to going, Oh, yeah, I might have an extra copy of my book lying around here. Oh, look, look, I, you're lucky. I have one right here. <laughs> like I just, I loved all of that. Um, but yeah, there were, it, it was, it was a good episode. Like I enjoyed it. I just was like, what that's it like we're another cliffhanger what's going on here what's what i need more yeah it it was you know for me i saw it as definitely a vehicle to get them to where they needed to go to set up the finale but there was part of it that i'm like okay you're you're getting repetitive let's just let's just get to it kind Mm -hmm. of thing um you know basically having to visit everybody twice um and 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 again, Sylvie, like every single time Loki encounters Sylvie and Loki's like, hey, there's a super urgent thing that we really need to do. And she's like, no, nah, I don't yeah. want to. 
every right. single time. She just says, no, right. I, I, I don't want to. And yeah. then 10 minutes later, she's like, oh, holy crap. You know what? You're right. Yeah, we have to change right. this thing. Yeah. That was kind of actually annoying when she was like, mm, I don't want to. And then literally came back after and was like, yeah. And I'm like, really? Just now yeah. because it's affecting your thing that you're you're okay to, to help out now? I was just like, it's kind of annoying. Also, uh, Mobius's kids or kids on this alternate timeline were really annoying. I was like, disrespectful. If I did that to my parents, I would have been slapped. So I just like stood there. <laughs> I mean, I sat there looking at them going, really? You're, you're going to be like that to your, to your dad? Really? Like, oh, okay. All right. I guess I go, okay. The, the thing is, though, is that I almost imagine, and I don't know if Owen Wilson has kids, but I almost <laughs> imagine that if Owen Wilson did have kids, like that, that would actually be his kids. <laughs> like, and, and I'm not saying he's a, I'm not saying he's a bad dad. I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah. he's just, he's Owen Wilson. And like, yep. I, I, I don't see yep. him being hard on anyone for anything. I like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what made it more like sad. Cause you were like, but he seems lovely. Why would you, why, why would you do that? Yeah. 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 No, it, it uh, so, you know, I mean, we, we, so here's the fun thing. I'm writing the show notes this morning for this. And I, I wrote the word spaghettification. <laughs> Google spell checked it and actually gave me the proper spelling of spaghettification because <laughs> I missed a letter. So spaghettification, was a thing. according to Google, is an actual friggin' word. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so just fun fact. Uh, so yeah, people were put into these other timelines. Now, one of the things that we did see up front was that Loki came back initially to the TVA <clears throat> and you had this like super eerie thing of him walking through the TVA alone, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which was also like such a reflection on Loki being alone. I mean, that's like. He constantly strives to have attention, to be popular, to be significant. And now he's alone. And then that kind of ended up being this theme throughout the episode where he finally, uh, at like the end of the second act of the episode, tells Sylvie, you know, when she's asking, what, why do you want to do this? He's like, well, I, I want to fix things. I want to save the world. I want to blah, blah, blah. You know, what? I just want my friends back. Yep. And yeah. it's, it's on one hand, sure. It's selfish. You could say that it's selfish, but also wanting to have your friends. Is that really selfish? No, um, exactly. You know, so just such a, such an interesting reflection on Loki and kind of the journey that that character has taken through all these years. Um, so yeah, super interesting. Um, he'd been, well, he was alone in the TVA until he walks into a room and encounters another version of himself, which he keeps on doing also, yeah. which is this like super interesting thing. And even though they don't do anything with it, like he walks into the room, there's another version of himself and boom, he time slips. It's yeah. like, he, this is, I, there, there's so much emphasis in this that really alludes to the fact that, uh, there's a cycle of time instead of a line of time. Mm -hmm. And sure, it could be a line and they're jumping back and forth, but to me, it almost seems like it's a, like it's a cycle and he's just being randomly inserted or people are being randomly inserted into different places in that cycle. Um, right. you know, the, the whole, uh, Victor timely thing seemed to reinforce <laughs> that this seemed to reinforce mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah, just these the, constantly encountering versions of, of himself. Um, and so all the all of his friends were in different places and places in time. Uh, B-15 was a doctor in 2012. Mobius was a jet ski salesman present day. Uh, Casey was an, uh, an inmate escaping Alcatraz in 1962. Um, OV was a failing sci-fi writer in 1994. Um, and I love the fact that like OV is, is even though he was a scientist, uh, but apparently didn't really enjoy science, he he was trying to as he's trying to reason through this whole thing with Loki 
he's waffling back and forth between science and fiction. And thus the, the title of this episode was science slash fiction, um, which I love that. I thought that was fantastic. Ah, let's see. So, it, it, you know, in the end, the, this whole plan to bring the band back together again and use their collective aura to get back to the TVA ended up uh, failing as time continued to unravel uh, into each of these areas. Um, but Loki was able to kind of reset the board by, by pulling a time slip. And, and, and coming back. And, and of course, this is when Sylvie also came in and said, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll help. Sure, why not? I changed my mind mm -hmm. again. Um, did you guys catch the bit of audio at the end of the credits? No, because I don't watch the credits. Which part? Because I was watching the credits. At the, at the very, very end. This was a fun little thing that they put in there. Which may or may not have meaning, because obviously we don't know. Uh, so there's there's some audio in there where you hear someone say, you died, insert a coin, loser. Oh, was that at the end, end, end of all of the credits, like of everything? Yes. Yep. Okay, that's why I didn't hear it, because we watched it up until like the, like the, not the end, end, end. Yeah, so that was at the end. So it was, uh, now I heard it. And, and I watched the I watched the credits in this um, because one I'm hoping for like a mid credit or end credit scene, right? Um, but also <laughs> because every episode has different background in the credits. Sometimes it's like pretty wholesale. Other times it's there's some subtle differences. And I really like to look at these backgrounds and see what they're inserting and what they're taking out and you know what what's in there. And so, yeah, so this thing, this, you died, insert a coin, loser, uh, comes in. And so I had to read up on this because I'm like, what, what, what was this? Um, this is apparently a reference now in the bar when he was in the bar with Sylvie and I didn't notice this. There was an arcade game in the bar. Yes. The arcade the, game uh, was Zaniac, Zaniac which is the, the production that Brad <laughs> was working in. Um, so they had this Zaniac arcade game. So, you know, you died, insert a coin, which is what happens with every arcade game. So it's, it's thinking that it's a reflection on that. Plus the fact that Brad was so insistent that Loki is a loser, um, during the whole interrogation scene. So mm -hmm. now again, don't know if this has any like broader meaning other than just this little Easter egg. No idea, but I don't know. Any, any thoughts on that? I mean, when they, because they pan away from that arcade game, like in that in that scene, and I was like, why is this important? Why are we showing this? Is it just? I mean, it could just be that they were like, hey, artistic choice. But mm -hmm. I'm like, nothing is in Marvel. There's not like there's always a reason for things. So I was kind of curious as to what that had to do with. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a reference to Brad, but does that mean he's coming back? Does that mean he didn't actually die? Mm -hmm. Is he around somewhere? Like he clearly Zaniac exists in this universe. Did he die in this in this timeline that Sylvie's in, or is he still alive? Right. Do, does Loki need him? So there are that, those were kind of questions that I got even just looking at that arcade game. Yeah. <clears throat> oh no, wait, Brad didn't. Brad didn't die. Sorry, that was Brad was actually with Ravona. Now I forgot yes. about that. It was someone else that died. Everyone else died. Docs, doxes, or whoever those people died, but Brad is still alive. Yeah, Brad's actually the one that killed Ravona. Yeah, while he was uh, being enchanted by Sylvie. Right. Um, so I, I keep going to this question over the last few episodes in my head, which is, what is more powerful, a god or time? Mm. It, it, that kind of seems. What's that, John? It depends on which god you're talking about. I, I, I mean, possibly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Loki is, is, he seems to be the only one who is 
like fully self-aware and able to navigate this. Um, right. and, and also say Sylvie <clears throat> as, as well. Um, and she's a God too. Yes. And yeah, because she, since she's a variant of Loki, she's also a God. Um, but we don't see him using, you know, other than his, his ability to endure this, we don't see him using any godlike powers. Um, now that said, I mean, we, we did see early in this season, we saw him using some of his powers, um, which usually have to do with like deception and that kind of stuff. But he, he also has like his energy mm. blasts and such, but then that went away. And it also makes me wonder like, why did, why did that go away? I mean, there, there always seems to be an opportunity for him to be using some kind of powers um, to deceive or to manipulate or, or whatever. But then it also makes me think that, well, like, okay, well, he could have used those powers with OB right. or with, um, uh, with Mobius, you know, in the, yeah. when he went to Mobius's house or whatever, there is also, I guess, a sincerity, even though there's this desperation where using his powers would, would make things easier. There's also much more of a sincerity to Loki now that like, he's trying to do the right thing and he's trying to do it without deceiving somebody. I don't know. I, or, or the writers just kind of like are so focused on the story that they, they kind of forgot about Loki's powers. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no, maybe I'm looking too far into it. What, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know. Cause I know people complained to when there were complaints, but there were just people commented on like, but Loki's so powerful. He's not using any of his powers. Why? Why is he not using his powers? Right. Because he is really what we've seen. And this is the version that just we saw after Avengers. So he's even has even less restraint or had less restraint anyways um, than the one we saw after like Endgame um, and things like that. So, yeah, uh, it could be that maybe he's trying to just do what he thinks is is better and and not use his powers because he wants people to to see maybe see who he really is or try to be more of a quote unquote hero type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that could be it too, but he could use his powers for good instead of evil. But I guess manipulation is one of those odd ones where you're like, eh. so I don't know. It's, it's interesting though, but he could totally use his powers to solve a lot of problems. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's kind of like the Jedi mind trick in star Wars that mm-hmm. like, true oh okay like so you know luke skywalker tried to use the jedi mind trick but the jedi mind trick is also like a like that's a slippery slope like that could Mm -hmm. potentially be some dark side stuff that like true hey i'm gonna jedi mind trick you to walk off the cliff uh you know i don't know john i was gonna say i don't remember in the movies loki using his powers all that much more I mean, he he certainly used them in combat with deception, mm-hmm. but it always mostly seemed like his guile, his mm, true, everything else that he's using. Like I I don't feel like we're seeing him use his powers less than we've seen him use. That's before. fair. Mm. Um, yeah, he he is a very cerebral villain. I mean, he's he's right. he's clever. He is always trying to like outsmart people and outthink people. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, gosh. So next week, ne- I, I don't know how we're going to do next week. <laughs> we, we may have two or three episodes next week um, to cover the finale of Loki, to cover the Marvels and to cover news. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see how it pans out. Um, plus we, we also do want to talk about uh, Sheba's experience at the fan event for the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and friends of mine, Mike and Missy, who are going to the uh, Las Vegas fan event, um, I want to be able to get them on on uh, on the show as well to talk about their experience out there. So yeah, we, maybe we just like break it into a bunch of bite sized pieces and 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 tackle it between the three of us and maybe even others, uh, <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on who has time and when. So um, all right, so we'll see how all how all that works out. Thanks, folks, for joining us. Uh, this week for uh, Gardens of the MCU, and please join us next week for more news, discussion, 
Loki reviews, movie reviews, and more uh, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Take care. Bye-bye.